Parenting is difficult. Yes, it is, because children did not arrive with a how-to manual wrapped all around them at the point they were born. There were things you were so sure before you got married or before you had children that you were going to do. You were excited, you were ready, you were confident. But as soon as the bundle of joy got into your house, started crawling and doing all stuff around the house, some of those confidence zoomed out of the window and you are not sure where you are at this moment. My name is Jedi, and I'm excited to welcome you to this very fresh episode of Intentional Parenting with Jedi. On this episode of Intentional Parenting, I'm excited about the first thing we're going to talk about. But before we talk about this part of Intentional Parenting, I'd like you to hear the children and hear what they have to say. Please don't go anywhere. What my parents do that I, that I don't like is beating me and flogging me and calling me naughty boy. My parents do that I don't like is they, they flog me. What my parents do that I don't like is getting angry at me. What my parents do that I don't like is they shout at me when my assignment is on the ground. When my mommy flogs me, I feel sad. They correct me by telling me sit, to sit down one place. And correct me by that I should do what she asked me to do. I like my parents to correct me by telling me what the writing is. I want them to correct me five times. The first thing I would like to talk about in intentional parenting is correction versus punishment or punishment versus correction and discipline. Children are raised. If children are not raised, they become wild. They become like animals. They become, you know, you see some children act and you're wondering, why are you acting the way you are acting? When a child turns bad, people have a way of looking at the parents and blaming them for what their children became. But that is not why I'm here this morning. I am here to ensure that that kind of blame does not come to you as a mom or as a parent. Our major job as parents is raising the children right and raising the children right involves correction it involves discipline but there is a difference between punishment and correction or punishment and discipline and i have here this day to talk to you about it i'll be expecting you to send me messages i'll be expecting you to call me up send me whatsapp messages let's hear your thoughts on some of the things we are discussing today so i'm going to do a quick contrast between punishment and correction or discipline. Punishment is an unpleasant action mated against an offender for the offense he has committed. And the mindset behind punishment is that after I'm done with you today, you are not going to repeat this action you have done again in your very life. So it is mated with the hope that the offender does not repeat the same offense. Punishment comes from a desire to inflict pain. And this desire stems from anger and frustration. A child breaks your favorite flowers or your favorite china or maybe your phone, something that is important to you and you feel very angry, you feel very frustrated and you feel this child, you're going to just get what you deserve and you're just going to pounce on that child and show that child the stuff you are made of. It does not teach children how to settle matters amicably. One of the interesting things about punishment is that it is often unplanned. 
It is spontaneous. It separates you from your children. It instills fear and inspires fear. It is so easy to punish. I mean, dishing out a slap is so easy. Like this, pwah, backhand, pwah, fronthand, pwah. It's so very easy. You, the reason you punish is because you simply can you know. Anybody can punish. Anybody can punish. Even children punish their parents. Sometimes you want to go out, you've done something wrong. They hide your shoe or they hide your car key. Just punish. It's, anybody can punish. Punishment is often reactive. It's often a consequence of something. So someone does this, I do that. If he did this, I would do that. If he does this, I would do that. And then uh, the part of it I do not like very much is that it changes the way the child sees himself. So it makes the child feel that I must be a terrible person. Look at all the things I've cost. Look at how my mother feels towards me. Look at how everybody's looking at me. I must be a terrible, terrible person. And then it does not really guarantee that the child will not do it again because most times children get punished for the same offense a million times over and yet they are still on the same path. The funny thing that happens is that the first time you maybe gave one stroke of the cane, the second time you gave three, now you are giving 12, now it's gotten to the point where you are now introducing some means that I would call on orthodox. <laughs> you're now putting pepper in different parts of his body or her body. You're trying to really show the child by the time I'm done with you, you know, you remove your belt, you tie a wrapper around your waist. I will finish you today. You know, it's like you're preparing for war. That's punishment, my dear. One of the easiest ways to differentiate between punishment and correction is that most times when you are punishing children, you are truly angry. You almost feel your own heart racing. You know that if your temper were to be zoned using the traffic lights, you are impure red. Please, at that time, I advise you to stop. We're going to go on a short break. When we come back, I'm going to show you what correction looks like. I'm going to show you the difference between correction and punishment. And of course, I trust you make the right choice. Don't move a muscle. Welcome from that short break. We've been having interesting conversation about correction and punishment. Um, I have been trying to establish to you today that they are two different things, even though they look alike. Correction is a deliberate action taken not only to discourage a negative behavior, but also to promote the desirable behavior. You know, the Bible says that foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction drives it far away. So, Whilst punishment is trying to make sure that the child does not repeat that offense, correction is equipping the child to ensure that he or she is able to make a better choice the next time he needs to deal with a similar challenge. So correction equips the children with the skill to deal with the problem. It is intentional. It is thoughtful and thoughtfully planned out it is administered with the end objective in mind what am i hoping to achieve punishment does not stop to ask that question punishment just acts but correction is asking what am i hoping to achieve by the end of this program with my child correction binds 
you to your child. Correction communicates love. And you know what they say? Perfect love casts away all fears. Correction requires tact, self-restraint, and it requires skill. Teachers need the skill. Moms and dads need the skill. It requires a lot of tact. It is proactive and it is not reactive. I'm not waiting for the child to do something. Then I will make out my own um, equal and opposite reaction. No. What correction is sitting here? There are some things I already know that my child may likely do. I'm trying to correct it. I'm trying to prevent it. I'm trying to equip him and make him see even before he gets to that point, that this is a no-no for you. So it is proactive, not reactive at all. Unlike punishment, it changes the way the child views a particular action or particular actions. Punishment makes the child change the way he views himself. He feels, I'm a terrible person. But correction makes the child feel, hmm, this act is sincerely wrong. I shouldn't be doing this. This is not for me. That is the difference. Here are a few facts to consider. Most people will raise their children the way their parents raised them. Another percentage will attempt to do the very opposite, but will end up most likely doing the same things. Good correcting involves promoting self-control and learning to make good choices. These are the foundation on which good correcting is based on self-control and learning to make good choices so at the point you are dishing out a slap does it really promote self-control and is it teaching your child to learn to make a good choice the next time almost everything that happens under intentional parenting or happens at the point you are trying to correct something falls under these two categories. Remember that what your children do in your absence largely depends on these two. When they do the right thing in your absence, then you have succeeded in raising them right. You know, there is something that children really find very confusing. I say that because I work with children. A child hits another child, then the teacher or the parents come in and hits that child <laughs> in order to dissuade him from doing that the next time. What does that really communicate to the child? Let's just pause for one minute and think about it. What you're basically saying to the child is that as long as you are older or you are a mom and a dad, or you are, it is all right to hit the only reason I am not allowed to hit right now is that I am younger. If that is not what it is communicating to you, please let me know through our email address what it is communicating to you or through our WhatsApp line, our social media handle. Before I tell you the right way to correct children or some of the right ways to correct children, I must quickly chip in a few things I think you must avoid. Number one, avoid raising your voice. I feel that sometimes raising your voice communicates weakness, communicates I can't help myself, communicates lack of self-control. 
to the children. Daddies rarely raise their voices. But they tend to achieve more in terms of getting children to display the desirable behavior. So we as moms, we need to think about that the next time we want to raise our voice. The second thing you must avoid is thinking that the act the child did was done intentionally to hurt or to harm you. As ludicrous as this may sound or as funny as this may sound, most moms think that the reason their children are acting in certain ways, maybe you have a teenage daughter who is doing funny things, you're thinking that she's trying to hurt you. <laughs> I don't think that is true really. And if you can remove that thought from your mind, it gives you a clearer and a better perspective to deal with the issues at hand. I'm going to go on another short break, but when I come back, we're going to talk about the right ways to correct. Please don't touch that dial. I'm glad you are still here with me. We are going to talk about the right ways to correct. This list does not contain all the ways to correct children. These are some of the ways to correct children. One of the first ways to correct is praise for me. When I see a child do something right, I praise it. People often repeat that which they are rewarded for. When I see my child do something right, something thoughtful, I praise it, I praise it, I praise it because I want him to keep acting in that manner. But what we most do most times do is that when we see the children do something right, we ignore it, we take it for granted, and then when they do something wrong, we panic and blow it out of proportion. That need not be. The second one is conversations. Discuss the matter. Talk through the natural consequences of things. Most things have natural consequences, especially bad behavior. So talk with your children through the natural consequences of that behavior, even before it happens. Be proactive. Don't be reactive. Present cases in third person and ask the children what they think about it. So let me explain what I mean by that. You know, when um, some moms will come back from market and then they will tell their children something that happened in the office or their colleagues. Say, do you know what happened to my colleague's friend? Huh. Now this girl, eh, there's a one boy that says she loves him. He loves her. And the girl kept following the boy. The mom advised her. She didn't listen. You know, you keep saying, and maybe this child is just nine or ten. No boy is liking her yet and she's not liking any boy yet. But you're just going over this. You are a proactive mom. And do you know what happened? Her. See, now this girl now involved herself in a person. Oh, she finally died. Maybe she didn't die. But you're being proactive. Okay. And then sometimes you may need to present a case and ask the child, what do you think about this? This person did this and did that. What do you think? What's your thoughts on that? Do you think it's the right thing to do? Please, by all means, explain 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 now i'm going to say something that looks like it's contradictory to what i just said some moms hope that their children will be their friends so they make apologies for correcting their children or they make apologies for stopping their children from doing something wrong you know or the children go you're not my friend again please in the first place they were never your friends they're your children friendship is earned when my child is three four five He's my child. I'm raising him. But I am hoping that I raise him to become the kind of son that would become my friend. The kind of son in whom I will be well pleased. In the kind of son I will look up to with respect. But until then, he is my child and I need to correct him. I am not seeking his 
friendship or seeking his approval. So this sounds like they're contradictory, but they are not. You need to find that when you need to have a conversation, discuss things, but please by no means start trying to lower your standards because you're trying to become your children's friend okay well this should have been the first thing i should have said but you need to understand misconduct there are so many reasons why children exhibit some behaviors we do not understand or we do not like and i think the first thing we should do as parents is try to understand why they are misbehaving they could be misbehaving for the reason that they are hungry restless tired sleepy we should try to understand why children do what they do there are reasons why children misbehave certain misbehavior sometimes they could be hungry they could be sleepy they could be tired they could be super excited i've had the case of the little boy that wrote i love you dad on his daddy's very new car <sighs> you know that was just a child being a child there's there's been cases of um, children having emotional instability children are distressed emotionally a child that does, doesn't behave in a certain way suddenly acts in a certain way I think you should stop and find out why the child is behaving like that before meeting out punishment. Other times, the children are just learning from adults around them. The only way the adults around them have taught them to settle matters or settle scores is physically. So use your hand and just box, blow, blow, blow. Other times, children don't know how to handle their emotions. They've not been taught to handle their emotions. So these are the things I feel we should settle first before heading out to correct. Because if you do not understand the point the child is... You're not able to effectively correct the child. And the number three is, I would think, um, ignore minor um, misbehavior. Mild misbehavior, tantrum, complaining, baby talk. Just ignore it. Because it's actually just targeted towards getting your attention. So if they can get your attention through the negative way, then they will keep repeating that. So I feel when you have that, just ignore it and move on. Or make the child talk to you in the tone you would want him to speak to you. Other times I will say allow natural consequences to take its toll. I know many mothers will not allow agree with me. But sincerely I think sometimes you should allow natural consequences to take its toll. Provided you have looked at the environment and there is nothing that is of real danger to the child or you have tried to prevent real danger so a child says sometimes i'm not eating i'm not eating allow the child to really get hungry you can say it's not true my child can go 10 days i don't think it's true after a moment the child is going to feel very hungry and the child okay i don't know if it's true or not but most times children get hungry and come back asking for food or maybe you ask your child please remember to take your cardigan every time take your cardigan every time take your cardigan and the child refuses to or just seems to always forget maybe allow the child to go out there and feel very cold just allow natural consequence sometimes to take its toll this one is my all-time favorite please set up your children for success set up your children for success by that i mean help them not fall into those behaviors that are not pleasant create an atmosphere or an environment that promotes positive behavior model positive behavior model that which you would want them to exhibit show them how to manage emotions by the way you manage your emotions because at the end of the day the children just replicate what they see around them if something has happened and a child must get punished like must get flogged or must get beaten or must receive such punishment please avoid the use of your hands your hand is an instrument of love now i'm a mom and i know we all fall into this trap all the time so it is something i'm also working on 
avoid the use of your hand to just give that back hand or front hand any part of the hand because your hand is an instrument of love your hand is an instrument for cuddling your hand is an instrument that says i love you you know when god says we should not allow salty water and to go through the same place so the hand should not me an instrument of violence of of abuse to your children if you must flog please get a cane and please flog the buttocks if you must but i have often found out that when children are provided with the, all the they need to know for example let the children understand the rules in the house people do not take time to explain the rule children learn everything you think they feel they should know certain things they do not know everything you need to explain everything you need to teach everything you need to make them understand all the rules so that they don't break them without knowing granted that there are some children that just want to dare you or they just want to try you i know that but most often 80% to 90% of the children break rules because they are not aware that there is a rule or because they do not even know that it's wrong or they've not been properly corrected or they've not been properly taught. Most times when you teach children correctly, you find out that you do not even need to necessarily use the cane or to use violence, okay? And most moms will agree with me or those most parent intentional moms would agree that I am speaking the truth. Oh, how time flies. I really wished and hoped that we could talk a little more about certain things that um, I prepared to talk to you about today. But of course, there's a next time. Please feel free to write to me at learnwithjedi at gmail.com or send a WhatsApp message to 091 0913-0913-551-0500. 0913-551-0500. 0913-551-0500. I look forward to hearing from you. Please send messages or send WhatsApp messages. Learn with Jedi is an independently sponsored program that is targeted towards promoting education and raising children in our society the correct way. My name is Jedi, Jedi of the Most High. You've been on to Learn with Jedi. Till next time when I bring you another exciting episode, an informative episode of Learn with Jedi. Remember, children always live up to the names you call them. They live up to your expectation. Remember to call them good names today. Music